Thank you for tuning in to the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. A no-judgment zone podcast that covers lifestyle, entertainment, news, and sports. Even though KC doesn't watch sports. But these are minor details. (laughs) By the way, he reads tarot cards too. Yes, I really mean it. He reads tarot cards too. And now, the host you've tuned in for, KC Phoenix. Welcome back to the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. I, of course, am your host, KC Phoenix. All right, so this is an interesting story. I, it came across my phone, and I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and do this. I was thinking about doing a quick three tarot today, but I was just like, let me give tarot a break, because after I did that long reading yesterday, for those who listen to the tarot card readings, I did a reading yesterday with a quick three tarot, and all these timelines jumped out, and it was anything but, you know, three cards. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you're into tarot, you can go check that episode out and listen to it or watch it as well, which, of course, the video is available on Spotify or on YouTube. Um, but this story came across it and I was like, OK, yeah, I want to talk about this as a news story. However, before I go any further, KIRWKC.com, main podcasting platform. This podcast is carried on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Overcast, Bullhorn, Amazon Music, Audible, and several other podcasting platforms. Please feel free to listen to this podcast on whatever platform is most convenient for you. KIRWKC on all the social media platforms. Also, some quick housekeeping as well. Don't forget the Christmas with KC contest. All you have to do to enter is go to the details section of this podcast episode. Click on the link. It'll take you to the page. You enter your email address and that will automatically enter you into the contest. And you will be eligible to win either a cash prize via cash app or you'll be eligible to win a gift card to somewhere like either Best Buy or Neiman Marcus or Express Clothing or maybe an an American Express gift card or whatever. You know, this is just my way of giving back to the listeners who have been kind enough to support me throughout all of all of this time that I've been doing this podcast and I sincerely appreciate it. So yeah, all you have to do to enter, go to the details section, click the link, it'll take you to the landing page, enter your email address and you will automatically be entered in the Christmas with KC contest. All right. Now for this story. I'm using the New York Post because that's the one that came across my phone and also um other people were quoting the New York Post as well when I looked at some other stories. So this is about a waitress, as you can tell by the title, who did not want to share her tip. I will give my commentary afterwards, but right now I will read the article as it is on the New York Post. So title of the article, Arkansas waitress fired after customers leave generous $4,000 tip. Now, an Arkansas waitress received a whopping $4,400 tip only to be fired after her manager made her split it with other staffers, according to reports. The generous gratuity came on December the 6th when when waitress Ryan Brandt and another server worked a party of more than 40 at Oven and Tap in Bentonville. 
Each diner had chipped in $100 in tip money, believing the total would go to both servers. We knew servers were really hit hard during um, the pandemic, and it was something that we had to come up with to help give back. Grant Wise, who dined at the eatery following a conference in town, told CBS5. But the restaurant's manager instructed Brandt to pull the tip with her co-workers who didn't serve the large party in an arrangement she told Fox 59 was unprecedented in her more than three years working there. I was told I was going to have to be giving my cash over to the shift manager and I would be taking home 20%, Brent told the network. When Wise, who owns a real estate company called Whitley, found out he demanded the restaurant return the tip money, then turned over the $2,200 directly to Brandt. Brandt was canned the next day. They fired me from Oven and Tap over the phone, and I've been working there for three and a half years, and that was really heartbreaking, Brandt told CBS5, especially because I didn't think I did anything wrong. In a statement, Oven and Tap said Brandt was fired for other reasons unrelated to the tipping incident and that it fully honored the generous tipper's request to reward the pair of servers at their party. After dining, this large group of guests requested that their gratuity be given to two particular servers. We fully honored their requests. Read the statement provided to local outlets. Out of respect for our highly valued team members, we did not discuss the details surrounding the termination of an employee. The server was who was terminated several days after the group dined with us was not let go because she chose to keep the tip money, the restaurant added. The other two servers who received the generous tips that evening from the Whitley organization, including one who also received $2,200 and still are still members of our team. In response, Y started a GoFundMe page for Brandt which has raised over $8,700 as of Monday morning. It was devastating. I borrowed a significant amount for student loans, Brent said about losing her job. Most of them were turned off because of the pandemic, but they're turning back on in January, and that's a, real, that's a harsh reality. Yeah, student loans are starting back up at the end of January going into February. It's like January the 31st, because I have student loans too. Um, January the 31st, I think it is, or something like that. But let's talk about this. It, okay. <laughs> I want to play devil's advocate for a second, is what I want to do. And then I'll, I will give my opinion. And this is a no judgment zone, as people know. Devil's advocate, from my point of view. I can see why the manager would say, okay, you can keep 20%. However, you should split it with everyone else. The reason I say that is because even though the waitresses served the people at the table, would the people at the table have the food without the cooks? That's the question. Would the people at the table have a clean table without the busboy? 
who cleaned the table prior, who did the cleaning prior. If they have, have a busboy, now if the waitresses did the cleaning prior, then we can take that out of the equation. But usually, and I mentioned this before in another restaurant situation, it was in the news story where the man was banned from the buffet from eating too much, which you can scroll back and listen to that. But one thing I mentioned is that I worked in a, in a restaurant, actually I worked in several restaurants when I was younger. And usually you have a busboy for a table. The waitress doesn't always do it. Sometimes the waitress will do it if it's really, really busy and the busboy is already doing all this other stuff in the wait. Because obviously, if no one's sitting at the table, the waitress can't get his or her tip or waiter. So they'll go and they'll be like, OK, I ain't got time to wait on you. I'll I'll take care of the table myself. Let me get all this stuff off. I know you're handling those tables. I'm going to take care of this. That's going to be that. That happens from time to time in restaurants. But let's just say there was a bus, you know, bus boy, bus girl, whatever. And they had the bus to table before the guests sat down at the table. Then you have the cashier who has to ring them up if the waitress has to hand everything off to the cashier. Because some restaurants allow the waitress to handle the cash and do all of that stuff with the receipts and everything else. But for the most part, in a lot of restaurants, they don't. The waitress will go ahead, take the credit card, go to the cashier, and then the cashier will ring everything up. And then it's like, okay, here, you're good. Hand it back to the waitress and and do that. But like I said, sometimes the waitress does do the processing of the credit card or the cash themselves. All right. This is my thing. I would say from a devil's advocate point of view, everyone who had something to do with the order receives part of the tip. Meaning if you help cook for the guests, I think it was 40 people. So if you help cook, if you help bust the table, if you waited on the table, if you handle any of the cashier work as well, Maybe even go as far as was there a reservation book because this was 40 people. I don't feel that 40 people could just show up. Maybe this is the type of restaurant they could have, but uh, I doubt it. I I honestly feel where these people would have probably called in advance and said, hey, I have 40 people coming in. Can we can we set something up? Can we make a reservation and, and have everything ready? The person whoever took the reservation and set all of that up, getting the logistics and stuff together internally within the restaurant saying we have 40 people coming. They're coming at this time. You're going to need this, 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 and that, whatever. That person receives part of the tip. Anyone who may have done drinks because waitresses don't always do the drinks. Sometimes there is someone who does the drinks and then hands them to the waitress, especially with um, alcoholic beverages, because I dealt with this. When I worked at um, Applebee's for a very short period of time where the bartender would fix the drinks for the waitress or waiter and then they take it out. The, The waiter or the waitress isn't making those drinks. The bartender is. So if there is a tip, they have to split it with the bartender. The bartender receives the tip or part of the tip at the end of the night when they tally up all the tips. 
So if it's one of those type of situations, I don't know if alcoholic beverages were served. All I'm going, you know, I'm on the outside looking in. I'm just going by the news story. So you're taking all of these things into consideration. I'm playing devil's advocate here. All right. Now I play devil's advocate. Now let me give my my direct opinion. I say that the money goes to the two waitresses. The reason I say that is because it's on video and you can go to the New York Post or wherever. All you have to do is um, type in a search engine. You can go to DuckDuckGo and type in waitress fired after receiving um, $4,000 tip. And they will bring up a video of the man saying to her, this tip is for you and the other girl who served you, the other girl who served us. He says this on camera, like, which that's the other thing, too. Let me throw something else out here as well. It's, it's advantageous to her that that's on camera, that he put it on there. But my thing is this. When you do stuff for people, you don't have to announce it to the world. You can just do it. Not everything has to be on social media. And I'm not judging. I'm just making a statement and giving my opinion. Not everything has to be on social media. If you tip someone $4,000, you and your group, you decided to tip someone $4,000, that's good for everyone. You know, I'm glad that you had it on your spirit to give her that $4,000 tip. Did you have to put it on camera? I mean, it's kind of like, I don't, I just don't see it. I, I feel, let me put it this way. If you didn't put it on camera, she still would have got the money. <laughs> so it's not like, oh, well, if I don't record me giving her the money, then she doesn't get the money. No, she still, she was still getting the money. It's just, it wouldn't have been on camera. Not everything has to be on camera. Some things can just be a more personal, intimate moment is what they can be. Just throwing that out there. Now, let's circle back around to the recording. Because it was on camera that he specifically said, this is for you and the other girl who served us. The money should go to the two waitresses, which they would split. It would be $2,200 apiece. Now, if I was, if I was one of the servers who helped out, if I let's say I was the server he tipped, then I would take two hundred dollars out of my twenty two hundred and say, okay, here's to the cook or hey guys, here's two hundred dollars, and I would probably attempt to convince the other girl or the other server, because it could be a boy, to give up $200. So that's $400 to put towards everyone where, okay, you guys can split the $400 between yourselves or you can take the $400 and go out to eat at a different restaurant where people are waiting on you and you're not having to cook and do this and do that. However you want to do it, you can do that with the $400. But as for who gets the money, the money should have went to the waitresses. 
is, is what should have happened because the person who gave the money specifically requested it. It's almost like a will. If somebody transitions and they say, I want to give the money to my wife or I want to give the money to my son or I want to give the money to my sister or my brother or my aunt or my uncle or my dog, which, yes, people do leave their money to their animals. I don't know why. You have to really have something against your family to leave it to animals. But, um, yeah, when you're doing that, you're... You're designating, you're all, you have already allocated where you want the money to go. You've already determined where the money will be allocated. So it's not up for debate. It doesn't matter what the policy is. And if they're saying that, oh, well, it's the policy, anything over a certain amount, you know, they only get to keep 20%. Okay, well, if that's the case, I want to see the receipts. Where is that in the employee manual? Where Where is that at? And I would think that a customer's request would supersede the employee manual because the customer, because this is the thing, you're giving money. That would be, okay, I'm trying to break this down right quick because, and I got to go in a second because I got to get my day going. But if you are saying, all right, I want to give this person this money. And they're saying, well, no, our employee handbook or employee manual says that if you go over $200 in tips, anything over that, the waitress can or waiter can only keep 20% and the rest has to go to everyone else. All right, what I would do then, I would be like, okay, miss, what time do you get off work? What time do you get off work? Oh, I get off at 8. Girl, I'll meet you at 8.05. You'll be off the clock. I'm not giving you the money now. I'll just give you the money personally then. So, yeah, I'm going I'm going to leave a $20 tip now. I'll give you the other whatever is owed to you then. And do that as as a friend. We're friends now. And I'll do it like that. How about that? But honestly, I don't believe there's anything on the books in their employee manual or handbook or whatever that says once a customer leaves a certain amount, you automatically have to split it with everyone else. I don't believe that. And if it does say it, it says it. I just don't believe it. I want to see the receipts. But like I said before, if a customer is specifically saying I want to give this money to this person. It's not up for debate. You can't decide who someone gives their money to. It's their money. That's all. That's all I have for this episode and for this story. I just thought it was a cool story. Anyways, KIRWKC.com, main podcasting platform. This podcast is carried on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Overcast, Bullhorn, Amazon Music, Audible, and several other podcasting platforms. Please feel free to listen to this podcast on whatever platform is most convenient for you. KIRWKC on all the social media platforms. Don't forget to enter the Christmas with KC contest. Go to the details section. Click on the link to join the mailing list. You will automatically be entered. Until next time, be blessed.